Hey, it's Rebecca Rutherford. Welcome to the What in the Well podcast. My friend Angie Huber and I are here to provide an entertaining and relatable perspective on well-being. If you want to shift your mindset and make incremental progress toward your work and home life goals, you are in the right place. Well, hey, Rebecca. Angie. Hi. Hi. Good to see you again. Same. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good, good. I believe so. I believe. Yeah. And so it will be. This topic today around uh, goodbye to perfection, hello, good enough. I mean, it's something for me that's, I'm even today, right? I'm battling with uh, just letting go of it. Anything needing to be perfect and just keep making progress. I am big time struggling with that today because um, my allergies are in high gear right now. Mm -hmm. Spring allergy season. My brain is foggy. Spring break just ended. It was a little bit of a whirlwind. I called it spring broke. It was like spring broke for us sometimes. There's just a break. Who's in a break? Who's a break? Who's in a break for? I was thinking about that today. Like this is, this was not break. I was off, but there was no yeah. break. No, there was, it was spring broke. My husband had <laughs> surgery. My oh, kids yeah, that's right. were like, just like a lot of antsiness and sidewaysness. And then, um, my son, like for 24 hours had a flu. I don't know. It just came out of nowhere and went away just as fast yeah. as it did. So, and then, yeah. So today talking about, you know, not being perfect. I'm trying to work on some writing for one of my clients and I just can't, I don't have the brain for it. Yeah. I just, I don't, I have nothing good to give them right now. If I were to send over this document, it would not be my best. And, you know, I am a perfectionist. I don't like to reveal my work until it's grand. So this is Mm. a constant struggle for me. What is good enough? What is good enough? And how do you do good enough? Press on and keep iterating. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's when you said I am a perfectionist, what does that mean to you? So how do you you define perfection? Just even in your own, your own terms. Yeah. So for me, when I think about perfectionism and how it shows up in my life, it is So I, when I get an idea, which I get ideas too much, I have too many ideas. This is my first macro problem. I have all these ideas. And then I don't think about the system or the process, you know, how James Clear talks about uh, in Atomic Habits, like fall in love with the system and not the goal. Well, I'm, I'm not in love with the system. A lot of the times I'm in love with the final product in my head. I'm like already there. And I've created this big, grand, amazing end product. And so unless that thing starts to take shape over time, I become disappointed. So perfectionism Mm. is meeting my own expectations and standards of what the final product will look like. So, and it's not always even flawless. Sometimes I'm like, you know, there is an element of flawlessness in terms of, you know, my own expectations, but it's not maybe by other people's expectations, flawless. I don't know. How about you? Oh man, you're hitting on so many, so many things that I think perfectionism does, right? It's fallen. And like you said, the you're celebrating the end result versus the journey 
mm-hmm. and really truly enjoying the journey and the process uh, to get there. You know, for me, yeah, perfectionism is like 100%. Like yeah. it's like, you know, and by definition, you know, when we look up perfectionism, it says freedom from fault or defect, flawlessness, the quality or state of being saintly. That almost made me laugh. Like when I read that, I got a little like when I was reading the definition, the quality of state of being saintly, that actually gives me like heart palpitations in my, in my heart and my chest, because I'm like, who can achieve that? Well, it's it not achievable and flawlessness. No. Flawlessness Oof. even. Right. Like, right. Like, I don't like that. that. I mean, yeah. What is that? Well, don't you? Okay. I mean, unless you're a narcissist, doesn't it take someone else to declare you a saint too? I mean, isn't that then intertwining other people's opinions about you that you're perfect? Well, I'm, and then that can I dub the- thee? Can I dub thee a saint? I don't think so. Well, and what you're hitting on is like, what's the root of perfectionism? And it's the fear of judgment or disapproval from others. Oh, yeah, right. The whole thing. So now if you're trying to be saintly, that's based on somebody's other, like somebody else's perception of you, whether they're judging you to be perfect or not. Who wants that? Nobody. Absolutely no. So if I can't even meet my own expectations, I'm sure as heck not going to meet somebody else's. (laughs) And I don't want to. Oh, no. I don't want to meet anybody else's expectations. No, I don't. I don't even want to be accountable to that at all. That's, That's just a setup for a lot of disappointment for a lot of people. So when we think about and we unpack perfectionism here today, so our topic here today is how do we say goodbye to perfection and perfectionism and hello to good enough, yeah. hello to the process, mm-hmm. hello to progress. You know, there's that great saying that we hear all the time, progress, not perfection. But how do we truly embody it from a mindset, a belief? How do we, how do we redefine what good enough and progress looks like in our actions. Mm. And so what do we need to let go of here? But for you, for me, like, what do you need to let go of, of perfectionism for within yourself? Well, I think the core word that I heard in that definition was fear. Mm. I think underneath everything else, I always believe that at the root, we function from two different postures and one is fear and one is love. Yep. So if we love the process, if we love the end goal, we're going to function very differently than if we're coming from a place of fear. And so for me, if you can get to that root, then I think you can, I think a different process for achieving or going through the motions of trying to achieve a goal or whatever it is that you're doing. I think that whole process can be a lot less painful. How does perfectionism show up for you? How do you know it's rearing it's yeah. it's head. Well, I think when the joy gets sucked out of something, that's when I know that I am applying too much pressure to it. You know, if I, if I, and I, and I find myself doing this a lot, like I get wrapped up in the end goal and the idea, and I don't slow down and I don't savor the progress. I just consistently 
lock into the end goal and it sucks the joy out of it. Mm, I am so there right now. You know, I've shared that I started a new role. Yeah. It's about six weeks ago. And that's exactly how I, where I'm at. Yeah. I'm literally having to, I am, it has sucked the joy out of me. I am on the, on the hamster wheel, just constantly focused on on the, on the destination. Sure. Well, and I'm missing everything. Yeah. Yeah. My creativity is zapped. My energy is zapped. My ability to think clearly is zapped. My sleep is zapped my health is like everything is zapped for me right now yeah because I'm focused on right the goal well nothing sucks the joy out of something than a really hard deadline and a bunch of other people who are depending on you right (laughs) which I'm sure is the case in your job yeah but there's still the letting go here there's still progress over perfection it's the I've done really hard things before Right. I've had really tough things where people are depending on me with high pressure stakes. And I was able to get myself out of the mode of perfection. I've realized this weekend I spent a lot of time like in that, like I am in it. I am yeah. the vortex has like as soon as you said sucked the joy out of you, that's what I felt like I could imagine. <laughs> like I've like sucked in like the vacuum and it's got me. It literally right. has its perfection has its hold on me right now. It's yeah. winning. Yeah. It's literally winning and I am not actually winning. You know how you talked a a few episodes ago about your saboteur being Slimer? Yeah. I'm thinking about like how in Ghostbusters, they have that that tool, (laughs) that ghost pack. I don't know what it's called. Yes. In a minute. Yes. But like the thing that sucks the ghost out. Oh yeah. Yeah. You need a ghost sucker. Yeah. Somebody who's the ghost buster though like that has sucked me in because they have they've taken their little ghostbuster machine and they have like captured me and i'm now stuck in this little box yeah you have to be your own ghostbuster and you do strap on the pack that's exactly that's exactly right but you know and i think i i don't know that i would have identified until we started talking i don't know that i would have identified it as perfectionism has its hold on me yeah but I think it is. And it there's a lot of wrapped up in fear. Some yeah. fears here, fear of failing, fear of not delivering on time, fear of letting the team down, fear of all the things. Um, yeah. And I don't know that I'm trying to be saintly, but I'm <laughs> like, and, or not even flawlessness, but it is maybe that disapproval yeah. So the roots again, what, what, like, why does perfectionism exist? And if you peel back that onion, if it's the fear, fear of something, fear of right. failure, feel of disapproval from yourself of others. I mean, that's what's here. That's yeah. the energy that's literally here. So, saying, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you first. So how do we combat this? Right. What's it start with? So if I think any, if anybody else is listening, has something where you've been sucked the, the perfectionism has got a hold of you mm-hmm. and you're stuck or you're not able to be your best self or you're choosing, you're living in fear over love. Mm-hmm. Where do you get started? So how do you start to come out of these moments? Well, so for me, it feels like 
I'm thinking about goals. I'm thinking about how a lot of times my perfectionism kicks in when I have a goal I want to accomplish. And when I coach other people in accomplishing their goals, it's the same exercise that I use. That's how I know it actually kind of works. So <laughs> um, when I, but it's hard when you're in your own head, I'm not, yeah. I'm not feeling their fears. I can empathize with them, but that's right. I, I'm going, I'm spinning up my own, but so how do you empathize with yourself? Yeah. So I have to kind of get my goals documented and look at them very objectively and then break them down into parts where I can start to look at them in terms of what is the next right thing to do and how does that thing give me feedback as to whether or not I'm even going in the right direction? Because if I get so locked in on that end goal, I might miss the opportunity to pivot when something better might come up or if I can, you know, slow down and actually enjoy the process of accomplishing my goal. So a lot of it is not looking at the end goal locking in so tightly that I am not able to start getting feedback along the way to validate that what I'm trying to accomplish is even the right thing. And then in that process, I kind of lose the need to be perfect and kind of center so, my actions on progress. So what's the mindset that you're adopting there? Well, it's much more of a growth mindset than a fixed mindset. If you draw on our friend, Carol Dweck, who, you know, is the mother of growth mindset in her book about that. And, you know, how typically when we have such a fixed mindset on, you know, what that end goal is supposed to look like, or what our life is supposed to look like on a really macro level, it's really hard to feel joy because you're yeah. constantly striving something. Yeah. You've got this whole should supposed to be soundtrack going through your head. And that really, <laughs> that can suck the joy out too quite a bit. That's the, um, the shooting you're getting yes. into the shooting. I should, yeah. the shoulds, the shoulds and perfection. Yeah. Perfectionism loves that yeah. loves the, loves the shooting. So how do um, you get past it? What is your approach? Oh, <sighs> recognizing it first yeah. so i need to recognize it and call it out like slimers here right are given a name like yeah. okay i'm in i'm in this uh, i'm in perfectionism perfectionism has its hold on me so number one i need to acknowledge it and recognize it yeah call it out and most of the time then ask myself am i in fear or am i in love mm -hmm. in this moment and if i'm in fear Okay, how do I choose love? What would that look like? Mm -hmm. So this weekend, uh, actually, like real time, I was like, I'm in fear. I recognize it. I called it out. I'm like, okay, I need to pause for a moment and get back into love. Mm -hmm. So then I did a, like, literally was like called WTF. <laughs> Not what the, you know what, it's what the, what's the focus WTF. Like so like, what's the focus and get back to, to your point, the process yeah. and the journey and yeah. the, what's the one it's that, how do you eat an elephant? And you mentioned this one bite at a time. 
Mm. What's the, you know, you hear so many times people give you the advice of don't worry about running the marathon. Don't worry about the big thing. Just what's the one thing? What's the next step? What's the first step? I've done this over and over again. And you would think, you would think that it, I would, it would go away, but now here I am doing a new brave thing, a new uncomfortable thing. And here's all spun up again. Right. So then I have to go acknowledge it, call it out and then create a plan. What's the thing? What's the one or two things this week? That's the most important to move towards. And how do I get back to love? and loving the process, mm-hmm. not you, the goal, not the destination. Do you find yourself also as part of that, like time boxing it? Because I know a lot of people struggle too with this, like, and there's no end date to it. So, you know, there's this antsiness that you get in your body where you're like, am I ever going to make progress? So it's like, do you have, do you employ a time boxing type strategy around it? You mean like, as far as my, your, um, in your process, are you like, okay, if I, if I'm focused on accomplishing this bigger goal and I'm breaking it down into parts yeah, and I need to do this part or like, I want to do parts every two weeks and then check in with myself and then another two weeks and check in myself. Is that part of your process? Yeah. Breaking it down into very much bite size bite-sized pieces on a weekly basis is so when I said okay what's the focus for this week like I literally had to write out like what's the main thing this week right that will and so those what that's what came up like the top three things I need to do okay that's what I need to do and then this morning when I was doing my you know my gratitude journal and my I am statements and my top three focuses for today Mm -hmm. it was like okay what's the three things today and how am I going to create space for that? What am I saying no to? What what meetings can I decline so I can make space for for that? The most important thing. Yeah. And again, look at where well, I'm not even talking about the goal now, right? I'm talking about the process. I'm in the process. I'm finding joy and love in the process. Right. Versus yeah. the joy and love in the destination. Right. Absolutely. Because to your point, man, if you just focus on the goal and you're driving towards that, you're not joyful. So we've talked about how it sucks literally the life out of us. Yeah. And you're missing out massive opportunities to learn. So like Rebecca, what comes up for me is I almost want to challenge you. Like when you're like, I can't give this, you know, proposal or what you're working on for your client. Like you have nothing. I'm like, what if you actually sent it as a, Hey, here's a P20 draft. Oh, it's happening. I'm going to yeah. do it because I've and realized like, as time has ticked on, I'm getting that angst in my body and I'm feeling like that's starting to cloud my already foggy head a little bit more. So I have to show something and get feedback at this point yeah. or else I'm just going to sit here and spin and it's not going to be good for anybody. Right. Not going to produce that result. No. And what does perfection love about that? What does perfection love about it? Yeah. Perfection just wants you to stay comfortable and spinning and keep you stuck. Right. right? The fear, the fear, the. Right. Yeah. It's an illusion. It's an illusion. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there, I don't know if there is such thing as perfect. No, there's not. So, um, we're actually as humans, we're born imperfect. Right. Like 
We are imperfect beings. So how could perfect actually exist? Not a thing. Maybe perfect in an element, but as a whole? Yeah. Like, does one human do literally every single thing in their life perfectly? So even if you're excelling in one component and you are doing it flawlessly and almost saint-like, there's probably an other element, right? That may not be. And so as a whole, mm-hmm. how do we even let go of the expectation of perfection and start celebrating mm-hmm. imperfection? I, I love being imperfect. Oh, I, I, as much as I like lock into my ideas and want you know, to accomplish them the way I envision them in my head. My favorite, most humorous parts of my life are when I fail hard. When I, when I do something that is just so ridiculous that I can actually laugh at it and know that I got great value out of it not being perfect because it was funny instead. And I would venture to say that there was probably something, there's always something to learn. Right? Yeah, yeah. Always. Even when you're have the worst failure, there's always something to learn. A mindset that the kids and I talk about all the time is you're either winning or you're learning. Like, yeah. what if we just eliminated this whole idea of failing? Yeah. Right. So I'm instilling that with them. Now I need to take my own medicine, right? Apply it right. to myself and what I'm experiencing in real time right now. Of this is like check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? Like, yeah. how am Okay, Angie, if there's no failing in this new role, in this new work, what am I learning and where are we celebrating progress? Right. And there are, there's some great wins that have happened. Yeah. uh, Even in the last six weeks to celebrate. I think it's Marie Forleo who says, I either win or learn, but I never lose. That's right. I always think too, like, or learn, but I never lose. And what if that's the mindset here? What if the key learning is, can you, when you recognize that you're in a perfectionistic mindset or way of being, mm-hmm. how do you acknowledge it and then reset? Cause it's a reset. Yeah. Yeah. I look at failure as feedback again, um, back to putting a little bit incremental, uh, incremental work out into the world or, or just nudging something forward. And every time I do that and I either get a good or bad response from a person or, you know, the universe (laughs) or myself, if I just don't feel good about it, it's not a failure as much as it's just feedback. It's just a nudge in the right direction. And so what would that look like if you applied it to this client? Yeah. Right now. Yeah. I mean, it would just look like me sending what I've got so far to him and saying, Hey bud, like, I'm just, this is, I just want to make sure I'm going in the right direction before I reaction. Yeah, exactly. I just give me a little feedback here. Am I even in the ballpark? And if not, what stadium you want me to go to? And you're also making progress and you're taking the bite out, like one little bite at a time and you're back on the journey. Right. Exactly. It's, it doesn't suck anymore because I'm not and it doesn't doing suck anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's our key things here, Rebecca? What are you learning? What are we taking away? Well, we talked about hello to good enough, right? So I think it's 
taking the time and asking yourself that question, like, what does good enough look like for now? And how can I celebrate good enough? And knowing that the idea is that things will never be perfect the way that you envision them in your mind, but that progress can be enjoyable if you let it. And if you start to feel like it's becoming angsty, (laughs) then that's an indicator that the system isn't working for you or you're not working in a system and that you need to reset and rethink that question. What does good enough look like? Yeah. Yeah. How do you define good enough and progress? And truly, as you were saying that it's where the love is. Yeah. I don't know how or why, but that's where the love is because you're letting go of the fear yeah, and, and you're doing things with and for others. And is that where the love is generated? The kindness to yourself? Yeah. Working on something that's important to you? I don't know if we've talked about this before, but sometimes I play a what sounds like a not that fun game with myself, though, where I get really afraid of something and I will write down what's the worst thing that can happen. And I just keep writing it until I get to the point where I'm like, the worst thing that can happen is so survivable that I'm clearly making a bigger deal out of this thing than need to be, than it needs to be. Yesterday, my daughter had a violin recital. Okay. So she's been taking lessons. She just started out um, less than a year ago and she played two songs in this recital. And she gets horrible anxiety when she needs to get up in front of people. Um, So starting, this was Sunday afternoon. So starting Saturday afternoon, her anxiety started worry, 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 worry. She was so scared, almost to the point of vomiting yesterday before the recital. I mean, she was locked in and this is, this is her process that she does. She gets so, and her and I started working through like, what's the worst thing? Let's talk about it. Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? She's like, I mess up. Okay, so what? So you mess up. What's the worst thing from that? And we Mm -hmm. just kept going and going. And I said, we can keep doing that. Or what if we focus on what could go right? Mm -hmm. Like, what if you shifted the energy? Because again, one's Mm fear-based, right? One's love-based. Like, what would actually go right here? Mm -hmm. And I said, and no one else is paying it. They're all here for their kids, right? No one's actually paying attention to you except for me. And I'm just here no matter what. I don't, doesn't matter to me what happens. I'm here celebrating that you're getting up there and you're playing and showing the progress that you made. Right. You got up there and she did beautifully. She did beautifully. It was awesome. And then she came down and then you could see, you know, how, when you do something really brave and scary, it's like the release. Yeah. Oh, I just loved watching her. It was like in the release, but she like held on tight to me for like 10 minutes afterwards because she was so scared. Yeah. Well, what do you think that will do for her the next time she has to do something brave like that though? I don't know. She's, you know, she's gotten to the, she has gotten herself worked up enough where she does vomit, like her body just like, and so little by little, she's still doing brave things. Yeah. This time I'm celebrating that she actually didn't vomit. Yeah, um, that's good. But it's, it's good. It's, build, it's building up that resistance of 
we can do scary things. Yeah, absolutely. We are doing scary things. And again, it's that whole mindset of, I had no, ex- I had no pressure on her that she had to deliver perfectly. It was, so what you mess up, you're going to learn, right? right? It's that whole concept of you're winning or you're learning. And eight months ago, you didn't even have, you've never touched a violin in your life. You're now producing two songs, right? right? Like, come on now, this is what we're celebrating. It's not about, it's not about the goal. It's right. not about the goal. It was about the journey and right. how far she's come in such a, such a long time, like in such a short amount of time. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's about the journey. The love was in the journey. I was smiling the whole time, just loving the process that she's yeah. been. It didn't matter about the outcome so much. That's so rewarding and such a great example that you can reflect back to yourself too, when you need that, you know, when you're feeling scared and when you need to feel brave try something which is almost every day these days right <laughs> remind myself like how do I take that my own advice what's right. the worst thing that's gonna happen here right exactly yeah that's it so you can how choose. Do I choose love Boom. Choose yes. love and the process right um good any other last there was one um a gentleman I work with And he has the best saying, you know, that I use sometimes when I find myself like in the moment Mm -hmm. and he calls it Geppo and it's good enough. Press on. So when you find yourself, when you find yourself or when I find myself spiraling, I'm like, oh, this is a Geppo moment. This is good enough. Yeah. Press on, get it out the door, move on, take a little bit of action, Mm -hmm. make a progress, take one step, right. And get it out the door and press on and, and pick up the the thing later. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've talked about this in a previous episode too, is that, you know, sometimes you got these big tasks you got to do. That's going to take hours and we have just enough time to maybe take a step today and then a step the next day. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, you're literally chewing away at perfectionism. It can't perfectionism does not like movement or action or progress. Right. So even just by taking a tiny little step forward, you're actually dissipating the perfectionism. Yeah. Yeah. Perfectionism loves the end game and not every day is an end game day. Most days, the whole thing isn't an end game. There is no end game. (laughs) There's no end game, right? The whole life, the whole thing about life, life is a journey. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and talking about fears, I would say one of my biggest fears is that I would look back on my life and feel like I made it suck because I didn't enjoy the process. I have accomplished some, yeah, I accomplished some pretty awesome things, but in the days in between all of that, I was joyless. And that's probably my biggest fear in this whole thing is like, I don't want to get to the end of my life and go, man, if I would have just let go, you know, if I just would have gone slow. Ride the wave. Yeah. Choose love, enjoy the process, take little bitty steps. Absolutely. That's it. Well, Rebecca, you and I both have some homework. Um, it sounds like I'm going to hold you accountable. Check in on how you did with your client. I need to hold myself accountable yeah. this week of choosing love and, and the process and the work that I'm setting out to do with the WTF. What's the yes. focus? I'm going to WTF and get myself all over the place today. <laughs> 
on that note everyone i want you to choose one thing what's one thing in your life where your perfectionism's getting in your way yeah choose one thing and gepo it and wtf it exactly hello good enough <laughs> hello good enough and on that note goodbye <laughs> on that note goodbye we hope you enjoyed today's episode of what in the well be sure to review rate and subscribe to our podcast and if you have a topic you'd like us to cover share it in the comments stay well until we meet again